If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at tinfoilhatcast, reddit.com backslash r backslash tinfoilhatshow, on Instagram at tinfoilhatpod, or allcomedytshirts.com, email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. Welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy. With Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're like the first this gay cause... couple of conspiracy yeah. theories. Yeah. I think it's beautiful, man. Hold up there, partner. Say that again. It's some mystical, deep, dark realm crazy shit. Wake up, Aaron. There's reptile people everywhere. Hey, man, where's hey, the man. truth there, dog? Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Yeah, the revolution will be podcasted. Thank you guys for tuning in to Tinfoil Hat. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. I want to thank you all for uh, helping us have some of our best numbers ever. Uh, we're, we're consistently in the top... Uh, 100, we get up to uh, 50 on comedy. Uh, we've gone up to 40. I mean, it's it's all because you guys are spending word and showing us some love. So without you guys, this is not possible. We uh, we appreciate your love and dedication, and we work hard to uh, to make you uh, happy and part of the secret society. Uh, guys, June 1st, we're almost a month away. Hey-o. June 1st, the big tinfoil hat. Comedy night at Cobb's in San Francisco. Tickets are selling. They're very happy. I'm so excited. Uh, myself, Eddie Bravo, Off the Grid Ryan, and our good friend Trey Zmala will be there. It is a night of comedy, conspiracy. We're going to do stand-up. Then we're going to do a uh, panel. And then uh, whoever brings the most people, bam, you get backstage smoke weed with our man, Eddie Bravo, for your own podcast it's going to be exciting. I know people are buying tickets and offering to their friends to help sell it out. Whatever it takes, we appreciate your kindness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh, and again, thank you for all the iTunes reviews. We love you. We got some new shirts coming out. Woo. Uh, I just dumped some awesome stuff on the Patreon. That's doing very well. So we're very happy with the support we get from you guys. And uh, so let's get into our guest. I'm very excited to have this guy on. I think he's uh, very important to what is going on. In uh, our country right now, around the world, uh, he is part of this movement for truth. And, uh, you know, just like our good friend Jimmy Dore and uh, other more popular people than our podcast <laughs> are uh, are smeared and they're gone after because they're spitting that truth. And uh, he is here. He is here from Redacted Tonight, one of my favorite shows on YouTube, to watch my good friend Lee Camp, everybody. How are you, Lee? Lee. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks for the awesome intro. Lee, you you have a uh, big uh, comedy. You're recording. Is this your second comedy special in uh, Los Angeles? Well, if we're if we're talking video, it's my second. I had a few albums before that, obviously, but uh, yeah, second video special, uh, and uh, I'm filming it at El Rey with special guest Jimmy Dore. That's amazing. We will be there. What nights are those? May 18th and 19th, and uh, there's some tickets left. People can check out LeeCamp.com. And uh, now your last one, did you put that out yourself? Did you just make it and put it out? Yeah, yeah. These have all just been on me. Uh, The last one was called We Are Nothing. That was filmed in New York City. And, uh, yeah, this this one I'm just doing myself as well. Do you have a name for it? I don't have a name for it. I got to come up with one. Maybe you can help me. <laughs> yeah, let's do this, dude. I love it. So, uh, what can they expect if they, you know, if they know you, they know yourself, comedy. I think it's awesome. Uh, what can they ex- like? What kind of what will you be covering? Because it's going to be interesting when you do a special. If you do a lot of timely st- or like current events, mm-hmm. like I, I just shot my special at uh, the Viper Room like three weeks ago. And you oh, know, nice. I have a I have a reference to uh, Hillary Clinton, and I, I already think there's it's somewhat fading in a weird way. Are you just afraid when she becomes reptilian overlord that she's going to hear about it? Yeah, possible. Oh, I, I'm definitely worried about this. Uh, my uh, Melania Trump bit that should get some interesting feel. But <laughs> but what are you going to be talking about on the special? 
Well, sadly, I guess for the world, a lot of it does not really age. I mean, I, 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 you know, as do you largely, I like to get into the deeper issues. I don't really spend that much time. In fact, I'm probably going to have a joke up top about Trump. And then I'm going to say that's probably the last time I'm going to mention Trump for the entire hour, because Trump is a symptom of a completely fucked up system and society. And, and I like to get into that stuff and kind of explore thoughts that, that you don't hear on the on the you know corporate media like uh, like like why do we why do we need police like let's get rid of like 99 percent of them you know i like exploring thoughts like that and those aren't gonna really age you know that's very interesting are you a libertarian no i'm actually I, I'm not i mean I guess, I guess i don't really sign on to an ism or an arian i get that i get that i get that a lot i mean Here's the thing is because the two party system is such bullshit and they uh, the two corporate parties agree on 90 percent of it. It's like libertarians probably have more in common with what I believe on the far left than like I have in common with uh, with, you know, uh, demo corporate Democrats. So it, the two parties don't mean anything anymore. They just mean corporate. And so it's like, yeah, I, I share a lot of libertarian ideas, uh, you know, and then there's other areas where I, I think libertarians have their heads up their asses. Yeah, so, I, you know I couldn't agree more with that. I'm socially a libertarian. Uh, I am for uh, what I call protections. They call it regulations. I call it for protections. I am for protections in places I, w- I go somewhere. I want to make sure the food is healthy if I'm eating there right. or where I go to work. It's a, it's a safe environment. They're not cutting costs. Like we see a lot in these, like like a, a lot times when these mines implode, right? And these <laughs> workers down there implode. It's because they've deregulated it so much. There's really right. nothing protecting these guys going down there. And if, you know, it is what it is. It's like in Vegas, man, when they build a, a hotel, they basically uh, put in their budget three deaths, three or four deaths. They assume three or four people yeah. are going to die when they build that. You know, it's just like, that's crazy to me. And, and and those numbers used to be like crazy high. The Empire State Building, you know, they lose like a guy a floor or whatever it was. But now we have more regulation. That's not really allowed to happen as much. But of course, you got all that regulation out, and now everyone's dying and you know black lung and all that shit. Yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy. So we're super excited about your special coming out, and I'm super excited you're on the show. You were on here before. I wanted to get into the um, Michelle Wolf. I know if you saw yeah. her at the uh, press uh, gala, basically she went there and she just dropped a couple uh, hammers on some people. <laughs> Feelings got hurt. And uh, I, I mean, I, I'm for comedians going for it. So I will always be pro that. I love what she did. I think it should happen more. Okay. There seems, yeah. a, there seems to be a backlash. I'm not sure. You don't know today if it's an actual backlash or it's like this manufactured astroturfing going on mm. to get us to fighting with each other but uh you saw this you saw her set what do you think lee about i i, I actually only saw little clips of it so i haven't seen the whole set but i what i've what i've seen and read it's like it's not that outlandish you know it's not that harsh and i think comedians should swing for the fences and what i find really interesting that i don't think you probably have heard on any of your mainstream airwaves is they act like they're upset about it is what's really forbidden at those press corps dinners what's really forbidden is questioning capitalism questioning you know the israel blowing palestinian kids away unbelievable questioning our wars around the world like that's the type of stuff that's truly forbidden whereas a dumb joke about you know abortion or about uh kellyanne conway getting hit by a tree they act all outraged but that's not really forbidden now now it's basically the white house media gala right and this is where they all come together it's a tradition if, well, it's, you, pre, it's press corps. It's a press corps. What, yeah. What's the di- what's the difference? What would well, be? I, I just meant that you know the White House didn't even show up this time. Trump didn't even show up, so it's 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 really the the it's just the press that creates right, right, this event, right, and right. the White House is invited, right? But, Which is one hundred percent accurate. But the, the uh, my point is that uh, I mean. For everything you want to say about Trump, and I'll get into this, whether he's a good guy or bad guy, I, I I think he's a bad guy, but not for the reasons the media tells you, okay? It's like other real reasons, not this dog shit, uh, you know, yeah. Rus- Russian collusion crap or this porn star going around. Like, I mean, if we got mad at every guy that cheated on his woman, we'd have no leaders, 
in anything, in any genre, whether it's music, art, or whatever, we'd be fucked. I'm not saying it's right that you do that, but I mean, let's, I mean, let's, let's, uh, what, is, what is the goal? What, what is the, the uh, how are we comparing everybody? You know, what, what is Trump compared to anybody else? But what I will say is that the me, he's destroyed the media. I mean, does anybody trust the mainstream media anymore? I mean, he, he literally is making their jobs way worse, way harder, because it's harder for them to get anybody to buy into their bullshit. And, yeah. and you're saying that you're saying that as a positive, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. That that's the one thing yeah, I yeah, like yeah. about Trump. I mean, I can find yeah. things in Obama. I can find things. I I mean, I I can't find anything in George Bush I like or or Reagan or any of those guys. But I can find things in Obama that I was like, okay, he attempted to get rid of privatized prisons. Like that to me is a really good thing. He attempted and and didn't achieve it to get us all healthcare. There was a beginning step to that. Yes, it became a corporate thing to help the insurance companies. You know, but I felt like it was an, an, an attempt. I can respect that. I can find things in Trump that I like that I can be like, okay, this North Korea, South Korea peace agreement. That to me is amazing. Nobody covered yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree with you in a lot of ways. I think that Trump, he does, he's not part of the system. He's not part of the corporate system. Now, there's so much about him I hate. I hate that he doesn't give a fuck about the environment. I hate that he's put people in there that are, that are willing to just, you know, destroy the last remnants of our fucking environment, you know, and, and our public schooling. And there's so many things I could sit here and list about how horrible he is. 100%. But what, but what he's, what he's good at is he doesn't actually have the kind of same dogs in the race that the other corporate stooges have had. He doesn't care for the media, you know, the way they wanted to prop up the, the you know, corporate state media uh, that the other guys have wanted to do. The Trans-Pacific Partnership, he pulled out of that, which no other candidate would have. I mean, well, Bernie might have, but, the, you know, Hillary and, and the others would not have. Um, and and now he may jump back into that, but not because of his own decisions, but because he's got pressures from all around him saying, oh, you got to get back into the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is a massive corporate giveaway. So he, he's, he's a very interesting guy in that he's, you know, he's also racist on top of that. But but he doesn't fit into what has kind of ruled our country for decades. I do believe that the, the viciousness of the attacks makes me think it's not the same thing. As you know, when we see Barbara Bush's uh, funeral, you see the Clintons, the Obamas, and the Bushes all kumbayaing together, and then you start realizing this is fucking theater, like pro wrestling, right? And they, yeah. they just they each played their role. In yeah, this. Bill's like photobombing in that one photo. That's yeah. the best part. Look, like, we're humans. You know, hug. you're like, get the fuck out of here, I'm man. Here. You know, and it's <laughs> they're it, all best friends. Yeah. yeah, BF. By the way, they're all swingers and cucks. They're all swingers and cucks. They all just—it's everything's eyes wide shut, and they all just bang each other, and they just hope nobody gets pregnant. That literally is what going. Like, have you ever? <laughs> have you ever looked at like how many offsprings of famous people don't look like they're from those people? <laughs> I mean, Elster Crowley and Barbara Bush, and then we get in the Clintons and uh, wh whoever heard that she looks like. Um, it's just in, there is something different. Now, the right is very upset because they're like, oh, man, this was mean. Uh, they're going after, you know, they're, you know, they're going after uh, what's her face, the press secretary. And that's that, that's mean. And if it was the other way around, people wouldn't put up with it. Well, to that, I tell you that. Um, What's his name? Larry Wilmore, right? Was that his name? He did a joke calling uh, Obama his N-word, okay? And then did a joke about him. Uh, he's like Steph Curry in that they both bomb people from long distance, or they both bomb, drop bombs from long distance. And two days later, he was fired from his show. And that's real. Now, it's not, that's really light compared to what Wolf was doing, but there were ramifications for, for going after a president like that. Maybe... Uh, his jokes weren't as good, or maybe he went after the military in war. And that's what they're like. That's a big no-no. But there were, you know, he did go after Trump. I mean, after Obama. So there were ramifications for this. Like your thoughts on yeah, that? It was I cruel. I, I don't know that. I don't know that he because his show is apparently he'd been fighting with Comedy Central about that show for a long time. Right. So I don't know that. It, I don't know that it was directly connected to that. But I hear what you're saying that, that he definitely it. said things that 
that got people upset. And actually, with the most famous press corps dinner speech, Colbert's, like, that bombed as well. That room fucking hated that speech because he was truly criticizing Bush in a, in a deeper way than uh, many people had seen. But what's interesting about that is, you know, and I talked to producers. Uh, I was a friend with the producer of Colbert who saw him the day after that. And he said Colbert didn't understand that he was doing anything that wrong. He didn't think, oh, man, I'm going to fucking drop a turd in this place. He thought he was just doing what he was supposed to do. And it turned out that these guys are so thin skinned in front of their face because they live in a bubble where they're never criticized or questioned. And and uh, they, you know, they really couldn't handle it. <laughs> it's really unbelievable. And then you got Dennis Miller losing his skull over uh, over Wolf and her jokes going nuts. It's like, hey, dude. You know, like, where? What, what do you think young Dennis Miller would think of old Dennis Miller? Yeah, baby. Oh, how many circles would he draw on pencil before? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's all. That's yeah. how he made his name on a Weekend Update was shitting on the the power elite, right? Am I wrong? But we're talking about him, right? And 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 he was, dude, he was such a good and, and interesting comic back in, like, the 80s. And I used to love his early stuff. And, and then he just fucking swung to the right and and said and here's the worst part it's like all right there are some good right-wing comics out there but he said i'm not going to criticize bush because i like the guy so i give him a pass and it's like you're not actually a political comedian if you just tell the, the ruling elite hey i'm giving you all a pass can you please tell me what is going on with this romanticizing of of george bush like like i was watching Bill, my girlfriend makes me watch Bill Maher occasionally. Like, I can't get out of this. I have to watch it. I have to pick between that or sleeping on the couch. These are my choices I make in my life. When my girlfriend loves, you know, the left and the MSNBC, I have to pick my battles. And sometimes I have to watch these, you know, the, 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 the real time with Bill Maher. He had Jordan Peterson on, so I wanted to watch that. And just how he's like, you know, the Bushes would never do what Trump's doing. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? What do you, there's, I mean, like, as bad as Trump is, and he's, I, I get, he's a fucking shitbag. He has not lied to us to force us into wars, man. Like, like, it's, um, he didn't, I mean, like, as much as we want to say the Russians, blah, 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 collusion, which isn't true, he didn't steal an election. Does anybody, like, not remember any of this? He, I, I agree with most of what you're saying. He does lie to you a lot, though. <laughs> There is there is politicians lying and then there is going to the U.N. Council to fucking lie about weapons of mass destruction. Now, I know. Listen, it's going. OK, maybe I take that back. It is going on right now with Iran. OK, point Lee camp, point Lee camp. I give out points on the show. I just gave you a fucking point. But okay? when I. But I I do agree with what you're saying. The fucking the 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 new the new like revisionist history of George W. Bush is fucking ridiculous, and I think it's because they will criticize the president like right. You put a Republican president in the the, the left, especially the faux left, will go, oh that guy's the devil and he's he's making everything go wrong. But then once you take him out of office, they have to like whitewash the ruling elite like oh they're all good guys and women they're really trying to help the american people let's not go so hard on them because they want to continue this charade that they're somehow out to help the people as if this is somehow public service when in fact it's just endless greed and endless enriching of themselves and their fucking you know fellow wealthy elite and and so i think that's why they have to whitewash the the past with w well, I mean, hold like, on, hold on. George W. did do one really cool thing. What? And that was when he dodged those shoes from that, the Iraqi that journalist. Cool. I like went, fell in love for him with from the Matrix. Huh? That, if I want to ever, if I'm down, I start thinking about my life. I just rewatch that thing. It's like a 40 <laughs> second clip. It makes me so happy, dude. <laughs> he, he was a ninja. He saw it coming and he smiled and then he just barely neoed it. So, but would you say that Trump is? Uh, leaps and bounds more evil than George Bush. I mean, like, has he reached George Bush level fucking war crimes? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. No, so far he has not. But he does seem easily when it comes to wars, especially because I guess if we're, we're talking about the amount of death around the world. Um, he seems easily manipulatable by the military industrial complex. I mean, he said he said we're getting under Syria very soon. 
He then, uh, three or four days later, tells the military, it was in the Washington Post, tells the military to plan withdrawal from Syria. Then three days after that, there's a, there's a chemical attack that, oh, my God, they're going to use chemicals and kill these kids. So then two days after that, he, or a day after whatever, he bombs Syria. And now Mattis says in front of the Senate that we're staying in Syria and we're going to re-energize there. And so it's like it, it just seems like he's very easily manipulated by the military industrial complex to do whatever the fuck they want. Listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm, per, I'm totally aware of the military, uh, uh, how it all works. Does he have options on that? I mean, if you put Santa Claus into the role of presidency, is he doing anything different? I mean, is that well, is that where we're at as a, as a as a government right now, where it's like these guys have such a stranglehold on it that I mean, the last president tried to go against got a bullet in a fucking head driving down a fucking yeah. street. Yeah, you're no, you're you're absolutely right in that the you know the deep. A lot of people started hearing about the deep state with when Trump got into office. They think. It's some sort of invention of the of the right wing or far right or something. But the deep state has been talked about for decades. And, uh, you know, I did a segment on it two years before Trump got into office. And the deep state basically just says exactly what you just said. The deep state keeps running in a certain way with our wars around the world and our wars of empire and our economic attacks around the world. And that's not going to change whether you put Bernie into office or you put Trump into office. And like you said, a couple of guys who tried to change that or one particular, they got a bullet to the head. So, I I mean, it's. It's just like I, I mean, like I, everybody keeps wanting for hope, but it's so big, and like he's he he gets these people on his administration, and he whack a moles them because they're just more of the same. I I do think there is something different. Like they're attacking him so badly. I think it's I mean it's personal. I mean he's doing. There's something going on. There's something more going on. I can't put my finger on it because he is doing. All the stuff that the, the 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 bankers would want. He's deregulating this, deregulating that. He's bombing the fuck out of everybody. I mean, but the way they're attacking him is like something I've never seen before. Even with Bill Clinton, when they put on that charade about the, you know, oh, he got a blowjob by a fat chick in the fucking White House. Let's all go nuts, which was just, you know, shifting focus as he deregulated the media, deregulated the banks, gave us fucking a crime bill that was institutional racism and then gave us free trade. You know, it shifted our focus. We're so busy on a fat chick blowjob that nobody saw that, like, things were passing that were going to change the way this country operated for the worse. Yeah, the the best corporate president to ever be in that office was Bill Clinton because he made it he he did it all under a democratic administration. I mean, that's that's the way to really get that shit done is you do it as a democrat and and then people get behind it. You know, he he deregulated the, the telecom industry so that 90% of everything you hear on your airwaves or your radio stations is owned by five corporations and and it's fucking nuts. So that's that's why Shows that are actually speaking about these issues, like yours and mine, uh, get pushed off to the the YouTube and and other air other airwaves like that. Not you, not the mainstream. And of course, those are now being astra- uh, d- uh, suppressed because any anti-establishment voices are being are being attacked left and right. Now, Lee, you've been in the journalism for a while now. Have you ever received notes, quote unquote, from like higher ups, like uh, talking like you know, mockingbird? Yeah. type operations uh, have you ever been told not to talk about things or are you able not to talk about not talking about these things no he's got made <laughs> dude. he's got a made I, i'm like what's that yeah i think you got it going good over there man i mean no I, yeah i've never i've never been told to say or not say anything i mean i think that the closest i came to really knowing that that uh i was being uh suppressed or attacked was actually before i got this show on my podcast i interviewed the Someone emailed me and goes, hey, would you like to talk to the widow of Ibrahim Tadashev, who was the friend of the Boston bombers? Yeah. And he was sh- on his fourth meeting with the FBI at his home. He was shot seven times, once in the back of the head by the FBI. At first, they claimed he was armed. Then they said with a gun. Then they said no, a knife. Then they said no, a broomstick. Then they said he wasn't armed. And they shot him seven times. Now, I, so I talked to his widow on my podcast. It was like, my, you know, this is six years ago. It was my Holy most listened to shit. podcast at the time. And immediately my site comes down with all kinds of really high-level malware that my web guy was like, dude, I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> Holy shit, man. 
Yeah, I mean, like that's the whole thing, man. You know, I, I go on Jimmy Dore's show a lot, and I, I and I think his show is just as important as your show. You guys are both doing some amazing stuff. Uh, he's he, you know, he rails against the against the uh, mainstream media a lot, and, you know. But we got this whole thing with guns right now going on in this country, and I think guns are like obviously we need some common sense laws. But I always warn people that the people who are pushing that a narrative about guns and all this stuff are the same people who've pushed you know uh, Gulf of Tonkin, uh, the you know the narrative on the JFK shootings. We can just go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever on all these narratives that have been pushed, and a lot of people want to take all the way all the guns. And Lee, you might not agree with me on this, and I would love to hear your thoughts. But you know, it's like our if you look at the other countries where they ban guns, their military has not been hijacked by dark forces and turned into stormtroopers who are going in and stealing everybody's resources. And when you look at all these high-impact situations that we've seen, there's always a CIA and always an FBI connection, just like there was with the Boston bombing, and that those two guys who got blamed for it, his uncle was a, like a CIA asset in the region who trained people. So, I mean, it's like a really crazy fucking thing going on in this country that it's just like we have this media. And I just want to get into like your thoughts on like where the media is right now uh, on just like, I mean, like they ha- they're they not talking about Yemen. They're, they're lying about yeah. Syria. I mean, like what is going on with like, especially MSNBC? It's just like it's almost like Fox News is quiet now. They're just like, look at this crazy person over there. You know, it's like you're the drunk at the party and everyone thinks you're weird until a crackhead shows up and everyone's <laughs> like, fuck the drunk guy. Look at the crackhead, right? I guess to get into it, Lee, uh, do you think he gassed him in Syria? I mean, simplest question. No, it's it would as Rand Paul, as Rand Paul, a congressman, said on CNN, it would be the dumbest move Assad could ever make. He may be a tyrant, but he's not a fucking idiot. So he's about to win this thing. He's got he's got you know the other side on the ropes, and the only thing he could do to get the U.S. fully back into it is gas his own people, only killing forty people in the attack, which is what's claimed. And 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 instead of traditional bombing, so it had to be a chemical attack. And of course, he does that right as Trump is saying, we're pulling people out. We're not going to be there long. Hey, military, start planning the withdrawal. So not only does it not make logical sense, but then you have major well-respected journalists like Robert Fisk, John Pilger, the last chemical attack a year ago, Seymour Hersh, the most respected journalist mm-hmm. in our fucking country, have done reporting on this issue and said, no, there's no chemical attack. On top of that, the U.S. bombs a so-called chemical factory that the, the OPCW had been to and said no chemicals were produced there. The, uh, a ta- bombing a chemical factory should harm people around it because plumes of chemicals come out. Guess right. what? Nobody around it was harmed. Like, it's all it's bullshit because they needed to and, – and that doesn't mean that the U.S. military created it, but it could easily be – that the rebels faked an attack because they want to get the U.S. back into it. Well, they're and on so the bank. They're on the bank. The U.S.'s payroll. They're they're employees, man. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the rebels over there are. They're using our arms. They're using our money. and and by the way, they're they're jihadist groups. We are allied with Al Qaeda in that region, and that's how ridiculous this fucking charade is that they're trying to sell us. And you look at like uh, whenever John McCain shows up over there, a new chapter opens up of the ISIS. He's like the guy who brings Starbucks to every city. <laughs> he shows up. There's a new Starbucks on the fucking quarter. He's, he's, he's cutting a ribbon on the new franchise. <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's, it's, it's just very interesting. So do you think those are hoaxes? Do you think? Well, no, I think. So you I do think, think people is- died. So that, that's a fault. That's a false flag. Well, yeah, a lot of things could be a false flag in terms of they're they're defined differently than they actually were. I believe there was absolutely a bombing there, and they've interviewed the the child that's in that viral video. They've interviewed the father. They've interviewed the doctor, Robert Fisk, that you know, British uh, well-known war correspondent, uh, interviewed the doctor that treated those people in the like viral video, and the doctor said they were they were hurt and they were scared and they were hit by a bomb. And they were suffering from dust inhalation because they live like in tunnels some of the time so that they don't get hit by these bombs. And that's what he was treating them for. It just wasn't a chemical attack. It was a fucking bombing attack, which is horrific in and of itself. But the reason we don't make that a red line is because we're bombing people all over the goddamn world. We're in seven countries we're not at war with. Yeah. Whenever I hear this, I just it's like this is news 
at the Death Star. We're hearing about like, yeah, today in Indora, a bunch of Ewoks I, got where, gassed. It's we're like, in, what we're in countries that I didn't even know existed. Like, I didn't even know that was a fucking country, and we're bombing but it over But we there. were raised in the American education system. Right, so I get it. And I, I am dumb. I will admit well, that. And, and, and uh, to, to me, that shows how in bed these, like, systems are with each other. The fact that constitutionally Congress is supposed to decide who we're at war with and who we're allowed to bomb. That's supposed to be their job. We have not declared war against any of these things. They're going under the authorization of military force from 2001 that had to do with Al-Qaeda, where now we're allied with Al-Qaeda in the region. And so it doesn't make any sense. Terrorist groups that didn't exist in 2001 were using that justification to bomb. And now Congress just put forward a new AUMF under Tim Kaine and Corker. Uh, you know, and Tim Kaine's a fucking Democrat. Fuck and him. that is, is going to codify, it's going to put into the law the, the illegality that Trump's administration and the military are right now doing. So it basically gives Trump more war powers. And, and they only get excited when he bombs. But then you have, I, yeah. I saw your piece on Rachel Meadows and how she's like crying. And <laughs> uh, this, Do you think she does that because like people like you and Jimmy Dore call her out so much that if she doesn't, do this somewhat like heat check on like, oh, I care about the Syrian people. I'm anti-war in her own little way that she loses credibility with everybody because she literally has on ex-spooks to come on and justify why we're bombing people. Yeah, I did a I did another segment about how many uh, fucking former CIA, former FBI are on these channels, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. They're all generals. And it's like, look, and furthermore, they don't even reveal. It's like they may reveal that it's a former CIA head, but they never reveal, oh, this guy's on the board of General Dynamics. He actually gets paid to lobby for the weapons contractors that make money when we go to war. And here he is on your television screen telling you we have to be at war. Wow, that doesn't sound like a conflict of interest at all. And, and, and I mean, it's it's sick. And and Rachel Maddow has just become this like force of conspiracy theories. Let's call it what it is. Conspiracy theories of like, oh, the Russians have, you know, look how many Russians were at Davos and they're manipulating. You know, they're meeting with these people and met with these people. Meanwhile, they have the nerve to, like, call people that actually question whether there's a the, whether we're getting the truth from the military. We're, we're the conspiracy theorists. Meanwhile, they're coming up with all kinds of crackpot stuff. The DNC just put forward a lawsuit, uh, you know, alleging that what WikiLeaks fuck was Trump that? and Russia through the election. <laughs> OK, I want to get into WikiLeaks in two seconds. You know, I, I mean, like. I mean, when after 9-11, we're going in Iraq, we're going to Afghanistan, Fox News was a crazy channel. And now it's MSNBC, and they got people like, what's her name, Joy Reid? Is that her name, Joy Reid? Uh, yeah. Like, this woman is tweeting stuff. I'm like, who are you, man? Like, how do you sleep at night? Is there any soul left there? She tweets something about how, like, you could say whatever you want about George Bush. But at least he, he's not supporting all uh, 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 neo-Nazis in America. I'm like, the Bushes worked with real Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not, those weren't neos. Those yeah. were straight up old guard Nazis. Yeah. yeah I mean, as if, as if our wars aren't white supremacists in nature. The fact that we are obliterating people around the world as long as they're not white, you're telling me that doesn't count as white supremacy wars like it is unbelievable to me and then so they go back to her through her her uh her websites and stuff because that's what you do man like what if you get on the radar they go through your shit and uh you know they say i can't wait uh, if i ever hit on anything i'm fucked but i don't care <laughs> not me that's why I, that's why i leave everything out there i'm like here this is me i'm a fucking crazy person and it, when i make it they'll be like okay the crazy guy make it they can't really do yeah, anything. yeah sam, sam they're just gonna play your comedy special yeah loop. <laughs> here we go here we go yeah i talk a lot of crazy shit in that but um uh, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, oh, so they go back to her website and they find some uh, homophobic remarks. And she goes, the Russians hacked into my website and put that there. <laughs> like, what was it? it? And then everybody, it was, uh, she's just racking, gay. She was just laying into the gays. 
So she's stealing from your material, dude. You need to. I never rack gays, dude. I love gays. I'm a fucking weirdo. I want everyone to be able to get weird. You know, I can't judge anybody. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into some weird ass shit, dog. I want every with consenting adults get weird. I'll never judge anybody on that. But she said, said some, you know, slurs. She's the first person to call anybody on any kind of slur. So and then she got and now she's using this Russian thing. Is anybody buying? I just don't think anyone's buying it. But it's weird. Well, they think that's an option. And what's amazing is she actually admitted to the earlier ones like two months ago where those came out. And she said, oh, yeah, I used to be I used to hate gays. But now I'm now I've reformed or whatever. Then they came out with harsher ones this week or last week. And now she says, oh, no, those, though, are Russian hackers. <laughs> it's like the boogeyman. It's like the boogeyman. It's like they basically just have a guy that can every the Russians just they got nothing else to do than go put homophobic blogs on Joy Ten years ago. <laughs> it's like and, then, and, and does anyone buy they're, this? They're, they're using it exactly like McCarthyism back from the nineteen fifties. And what's amazing is these the, the, all these faux liberals, you know, uh, or like Rachel Maddow used to point to McCarthyism and they used to say George Bush and his administration are being McCarthyist, or you know the the Republicans are being McCarthyist, and that was a sick time in our past, and we should never be like that again. And now they're the ones doing it. Now they're just just feeding into the McCarthyist bug as if we didn't go through this chapter of history already. Yeah, it's uh, uh, unbelievable. They're such conformists. I think the check gets so big that they lose themselves. And they're like, yeah. you know, they're doing this thing. They're working their way up. And then the check gets so big. And then it's like, dance, monkey. You got to dance. Come on, Rachel. <laughs> it's like dance. when you owe a bunch of money to a drug dealer. And you're yeah. just like, oh, boy. It's going to eventually. I'm going to have to do something You just here. get hooked on that lifestyle. And then you do anything to keep that lifestyle going, including pushing narratives that you know aren't real. And, you know, you see somebody like Ellen, who is the notoriously not a nice person now, and you watch her and she's dancing with George Bush. That shit eats your soul up, man. It eats your soul up. <laughs> yeah, it does. And you start treating people like shit, man, because you know you're doing something that inside you isn't right. All right. No pun intended. Can I redact what I said about George W.? What? He's not that cool now that he's dancing with Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you do, I mean, like we all know it's so amazing. I mean that, and I feel like that's what shows you this is all, it's all a show for a lot of the, 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 the media elite, the, the political elite, like the fact that they get into the same room and they shake hands and they say, Hey, you know, Oh, isn't that funny? What happened the other day? If I were in the room with any of these people, I just feel fucking sick to my stomach. It's like you have murdered hundreds of thousands or you promoted a war and manufactured yeah. consent of American yeah. people. I don't want to shake your hand and be your friend. I don't. And now, you know, and the way they cover this, like they, you notice that they kind of cover us pushing uh, uh, the same narrative on Iran with the weapons and Sy- they kind of cover yeah. it. They cover Syria a lot, but the Iran stuff with they're going to get nuclear weapons, they, they're very conscious about how they set, how they tell us about it because they know it's going to ring like, ah, oh, fuck, we've been through this again before. Deja vu. You lied to us that one time. Now yeah. you're going to lie to us again. And like, they, that- they, they've got the same pr- problem with Syria. They really are dying to say Syria has chemical WMD, but they're like, oh, shit, we can't say that. We already did that one. So, you know, now, now we find out, I just found this out. I don't know if you knew this, Lee, that Israel, and I want to get, I want to talk to you about this. Israel dropped a a tactical nuke in Yemen. And what do you mean? Like an EMPD or like an electromagnetic pulse device? They dropped a nuke, a a tactical nuke. And there's two kinds of nukes. And it's very interesting wording the way they say it. One is a strategical nuke and the other one is a tactical nuke. Mm. And the tactical nuke, and it all depends on uh, how it's delivered, okay? And uh, a, a tactical nuke is a smaller, more precise nuke. And if you look into it, like, it, why they did it, it's very, very, very scary. Huh. They basically did it to, to basically radioactive the environment around where these people live. And that's <laughs> what they did with that. And you can watch videos of it because for some reason, there's one guy hanging out that always has his fucking phone out. They're like 24 seven, they're fucking filming and they got this and you could see the blow up. And if you talk to people who know actual bombs, they're like, yeah, that's not a traditional explosion. That looks like a fucking mushroom. 
And now we got, you know, Netanyahu talking about Israel, Iran getting nuclear weapons. And uh, it kind of is kind of sad that, you know, when you find out that they drop bombs on actual people. So I I don't know about the Israel and Yemen thing. I'd have to read up on it. But I will say this. Uh, First of all, one of the most censored stories from a couple of years ago, which was in Project Censored, was that the U.S. military was using depleted uranium rounds in Iraq. And what that does is exactly what you're saying. It makes the whole area basically lightly radioactive. So the people, you know, get cancer, they die off, the plants can't grow. It it kind of destroys the region. And so it's been one of the top censored stories that we use depleted uranium in Iraq, which is really fucking sick. And then the other thing I was going to say about Israel is uh, I had Ray, uh, Ray McGovern. He's a 27-year uh, CIA veteran on my show. He used to brief the president. He's, he's had a, he's had a turnaround. And he's been become an activist and he's fought against all these wars since even before Iraq. He was trying to tell George W. Bush that the intelligence on Iraq was bullshit. And uh, I had him on my show and I asked him, you know, how influential is Israel in our foreign foreign policy? And he said, absolutely. Like most of what we do is is either with agreement or at the behest of Israel, because Israel in a lot of ways has become our outpost in the Middle East. Uh, It's basically Master Plaster from fucking, uh, what was that movie? Like we're the big dumb fucking guy that can beat up everybody, but is obviously illiterate. And then you have the really (laughs) smart little midget dude who sits on our back and tells us what to do. I mean, people don't realize (laughs) that Israel is basically the size of Orange County down to San Diego. It's like very small. Hmm. And, you know, and because, you know, we always have to preface this when we talk about it because everybody's so sensitive. You know, it's like, oh, you know, the Holocaust. And if you ever criticize Israel, it becomes this, you know, anti-Semitism. And it's not that for me at all. I just. Well, look, uh, I'm I'm a Jew by race and an atheist by choice. But uh, you can you can support the idea of people like no one wants people to get harmed. And Israel is entitled to have a country like in terms of any people are entitled to have a country. Um, That doesn't mean that they can. Uh, you know, uh, uh, fucking turn the Palestinians' lives into an open-air prison, bomb people. They killed, uh, you know, tons of innocent civilians in these recent Palestinian protests in Gaza, and the mainstream media is basically hardly ever mentioning it. When they do, they act like it's some sort of equal clash. This is Israeli snipers aiming and sniping at innocent people through a fence. They're not even near them. They're in no risk for their own safety. And they've killed press. They've killed two journalists with press written across their chest. They've hit seven. They're shooting children. They've shot hundreds of people with snipers in the past, like, two weeks. And it's fucking not outrage on your mainstream airwaves. Do you feel that through because of the Internet that's somewhat changing, that people are kind of going, okay, enough is enough, you know, I mean, like, cause like, I, I don't like Netanyahu, but I, I, you know, that doesn't mean I don't like the Jewish faith at all. I mean, my girlfriend's Jewish. Her family's all Jewish. I love them with all my heart. You know, I love, I mean, I've been influenced by the culture. You know, I, I love it. But this notion that if you criticize something, it's like the end of days. And it, it, you know what the truth is? It's like even the young Jewish people, they're pretty open-minded to a lot of stuff, but then they hear from their moms and their grandmas and they're hardened and it gets, it just gets weird in this town. You know, it's like people. Well, it's 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 used to to shut down any discussion. It's used to shut down critical thinking. I mean, you can obviously be against war crimes and not be anti-Semitic. It's totally nuts. And, you know, people got to get past that. And I think a lot are. I think it's getting to a tipping point. You know, the 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 BDS movement is really important. And they're trying to make that illegal as if protest could ever nonviolent protest should never be illegal. And they're trying to make that illegal in, in the United States and in Israel. Not even you know, but just the fact, the fact illegal. That, like, the Hold fact, on. Like, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that Natalie, Natalie Portman, Israeli born Natalie Portman, refused to go se- accept the, uh, the what they call the Jewish Nobel Prize, the Genesis Award in Israel because of what they're doing. That was that happened a week ago. And that was big fucking news because, you know, celebrities are turning against this. Lord wouldn't pr- uh, uh, perform in a. Uh, in Israel, and, and it's really growing. Yeah, and 
It it is crazy, dude. It almost seems like the most Jewish thing you can do in Hollywood is be anti-Jewish, right? No, Ari yeah. Shafir. He's like, and well, at least in yeah, comedy, yeah. But world. he's very, you know, he he puts on a show, and it is what it is. I mean, like, dude, I can I can I don't like Dick Cheney. Doesn't mean I don't like America. You know, I like what I'm that saying? Sarah Silverman's been speaking out. It's been very I, fascinating. I found that because her family is very high up in the Israeli military. Her father's very high up. So, I mean, that's very ballsy of her to do that. I mean, she put, like, her Twitter, where she's from, is Palestine. That's, I mean, like, I just, it's, like, why do we have to bring pain to everybody? I just don't know. I mean, maybe I'm naive that the war was meant to defend yourself, but it just seems like war is now just to, like, I don't know, man. It just seems like our, our military is in our defense. It's our offense now. Yeah, Lee, you're so entrenched in all this. How do you reset? Like, what's an off day for you, man? Like, do you meditate? How do you cleanse yourself of all this political fucking poison? Uh, whiskey and laughing, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> whiskey, and good, whiskey and good hang, hanging out. <laughs> Uh, I want to get into WikiLeaks because what's I mean, all we hear from the press is like if you look at like if, a, if an athlete or a, a, a celebrity talks to the press wrong, that universally the press moves like one and they all condemn it. Yet there's been no condemning of what is going on with WikiLeaks. Um, what is yeah. your, I mean, like what they're doing to Julian Assange is unbelievable. I mean, his, the, the, the crimes that he was accused of, they've been dropped. So technically yeah. he has no crimes. He's, he has nothing, no charges yet. He cannot leave this place and they won't even let him get internet or hang out with Pamela Anderson. So I think yeah, that it's, it's totally disgusting. They, yeah, all the charges have been dropped by Sweden, um, and the only charge remaining against him is skipping out on his bail when Britain was, you know, chasing him around. So they're using that to, like, basically continue to hold him. And he knows if he steps foot outside that embassy in London, they're going to arrest him and likely ship him to the United States, where he'd likely be tried for God knows what, you know, espionage for fuck's sake or something. And and he realizes that. And now they've taken away his internet, so he's basically incommunicado. It, it's completely illegal. The UN's called it illegal. And on top of that, the, the, the crimes from Sweden, the leaked emails have come out showing that Sweden wanted to drop those charges because they were nothing four years ago. And and Britain pressured them to keep keep those charges up for um, another four years. So it's been a it's been a show since the beginning. But here's why. If you, and, and it took me a while to really come to terms with this or, or really understand it all. Here's why Julian Assange is one of the most threatening fucking figures to our ruling elite uh, and and the the powers that be is because if you look at every time they've been seriously the 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 fucking grasp the corporate grasp on our society and our empire has been even slightly threatened it all goes back to wikileaks if you look at the emails that have come back uh, on the dnc and podesta and hillary clinton if you look at uh, occupy was actually spawned by emails that came out which helped spawn the arab spring which then sprung into occupy occupy was incredibly threatening um, to to what our system stands for and the and the unfettered capitalist structure and so you look at these things and it's like time after time where they have been, holy shit, we're in trouble. It goes back to WikiLeaks. So he is one of the most threatening figures to our current, uh, you know, unfettered corporate structure. Have you, since you mentioned uh, Occupy, and it's so funny that we almost forget that even happened. Uh, have you ever heard the idea that Occupy originated from a magazine, a publication out of Canada called Adbusters? Yeah, I know a lot about the... the history of Occupy. Uh, Adbusters did not originate it, but they did. They're probably uh, pretty responsible for it growing because they... So I I was asked... I was not part of any planning, but I was asked to do a video in support of Move Your Money Out and Occupy Wall Street. And this was in June before Occupy started, so June 14th. And I did that video and it didn't... You know, They got some people to move their money. It was a small thing. Not much happened. Then the organizing people that I had nothing to do with then got bigger people to sign on, and one of those was Adbusters to promote it. Then uh, September uh, 17th came around. I was there the first night in New York, uh, but it probably would have not gotten off the ground the way it did without Adbusters helping to, uh, to promote it, yeah. Fascinating, fascinating. And how Anderson Cooper, who will fly to a, a re any region of the country if a fucking any region of the world if a, a a dictator farts in the wind he'll go there to cover it but he won't go three blocks down the street to where occupy <laughs> wall street's going on 
<laughs> I know. They, dude, the, the amount of effort they have to give to not cover every protest that goes on in America. Right now, there are people living in trees to try and stop pipeline companies companies from ripping up their own fucking yards that's going on right now and you're the our mainstream media you would never know that all that shit's going down right now there are protests across this country of people trying to stand up for their own rights their own yards their own clean water and none of it's being covered and now we got some situations with youtube facebook twitter i mean it seems like the censorship is coming you know, I don't know. You're not really conspiracy theorists. We have a we're full on conspiracy theorists, not Rachel Meadows conspiracies, which is lies. <laughs> but like we're into what we call spiritual skepticism here and uh, of the official narrative. And, you know, we've been hearing about from this Q anonymous for a while about uh, Twitter and Facebook. And then all that stuff really started happening. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Facebook uh, commercials going on telling you about how we're going to protect you from people getting your data. You gave them the data. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like Kobe Bryant telling his girl, baby, I'm going to stop people from cheating on people. You did the cheating. What are you talking about? Uh, your thoughts well, on that? I don't know. I don't know what the, the conspiracy is, but I'll tell you this. A lot of these larger platforms, especially Google, uh, they're all in bed with the, the you know, military industrial complex, the intelligence agencies. Uh, seed money to start. Nafiz Ahmed did great reporting on this. Um, to, to the seed money, early days of Google, uh, some of it came from CIA's venture capital arm, um, InQtel it's called, but they've got their hands in fucking everything nowadays. So these major platforms all have, have a, lot, uh, in, in, a lot of friends in the, in the military industrial complex. Did you see the uh, article that was going around that basically said that uh, the day the day that the Pentagon stopped their LifeLog, it's called LifeLog. It was this program that they were doing that would basically collect your life data. Mm -hmm. The day they stopped it is the same day that Facebook was officially formed. The exact same day. <laughs> like they don't even hide. Like it's, I, I think it's because the, it w the internet wasn't what it was before or I don't know, but that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It's like try not to do it the exact same time, but it's pretty much the same thing. And now we see Cambridge Analytics, which I know you talked a lot about, about how they basically were the foreign government that are, you know, they're part of a, a foreign country that manipulated yeah. our, our, uh, our elections and Facebook and Twitter, how they like, they basically are banning all alt-right. And I'm not well, an alt-right guy, but it's just like they ban only one side of the whole equation. It's interesting. Well, it, yeah, it, it's amazing to see like lefties act like, oh, well, if they ban if they ban Alex Jones, that's just a wonderful thing. You don't think that's ever going to fucking come home to where you are? You think that's just going to be Alex Jones? Like the, uh, uh, you know, not long after they were starting to ban Alex Jones and things like that, um, that last week there was a CNN article article that talked about neo-nazis and pedophiles on youtube and grouped in the jimmy door show yeah. into that article oh about, my God, about how, dude you know they were like they were like leftists who believe in conspiracy hoax like the syrian chemical attack wasn't real like the jimmy door show they also have youtube advertising so they're grouping it all together and they're using it to suppress all uh, you know anti-establishment voices and i think what's going to happen is you're going to see an increased movement towards these decentralized platforms platforms um i've started getting active on steam it yep, which is one too. a lot of people are using yeah and and you know it's going to take time to build those i'm not acting like those are an answer tomorrow i'm going to still be on facebook because that's where all the fucking people are but i think that those need to grow into something that can't be easily uh stopped well you know the problem is and it will always be is like once it does get traction they come in and they buy it and they change everything we've seen it with vice <laughs> yeah, we've seen yeah. it with netflix now i love netflix but I mean, there's some crazy shit going on there, you know? It's crazy shit. And it's always good. I mean, look at uh, The Onion. The Onion's probably the closest thing to something not changing. But make no <laughs> doubts about it. When they bought that thing right before, like, the, the, uh, the election was really starting to get going, they knew what they were doing. They bought it yep. so that they, they didn't rip Hillary a new asshole. And, like, a yep. billion dollars these people means nothing. And it's my theory. The same, the same owners of uh, Univision bought The Onion. Yeah. Who is owned by who? Universal. <laughs> you know, and then when you go to the highest level, and I want to kind of get into something because you were talking about centralized banks. I mean, if you really get into everything, 
There's about eight families in this country that own everything. They own all the biggest parts of everything. They own all the, f- the federal banks. They own all the federal banks. And then this woman did this whole study and she broke it down. And it's like they own giant chunks of every single Fortune 500 company. Now, if you think about that, right, that includes every network and movie studio, right? So then you think if they own all the fucking people who are all the Fortune 500 companies, who's advertising on television? You know, they own the station, they own the advertisers. It's all fucking a shell game that's going on. And that's why ratings don't matter, in my opinion. That's, it, it, they act like if it gets really bad, they get rid of somebody. But then they keep this person on who's got horrible ratings on forever and ever and ever. Because to me, that's why they call it programming. Because they're programming you. And they're more like if they cared about MTV, they would fucking change the programming. But they really don't. They want MTV to do say what they want you to say. Well, right, and, and they'll leave someone on with bad ratings if they're if they're saying the right thing. But yeah. what they won't do, what they won't do, is keep someone on with good ratings who's saying the wrong thing. Like Phil Donahue was like the number one voice at MSNBC when the Iraq War started, but he was anti-war, so yeah. they fired him. Um, Ed Schultz was one of the top-rated shows at MSNBC, but he was pro-Bernie, and they're a pro-Hillary channel. So they got rid of Ed Schultz. Like, you see it again and again. The one thing, they they care more about keeping the message than good ratings. 100%. Real quick, your thoughts on the whole FISA memo scandal. Did you get into any of that? Like Carter Page, who's Carter Page? Because that's who they put the warrant out on. And then later on, you you really dig deep in Carter Page's uh, whole history, and you find out he was on the Clinton transitional team and he's in that fucking convenient just like when you know when you remember during the election when bernie got in trouble for stealing data and bernie's like this guy did it and you recommended him to us that's why we used him and then you find donna brazil puts out a book that just basically says hillary just hijacked the whole dnc she was put in charge of money and who gets hired and then you see that guy went stole that stuff and it's like oh are these guys just plants and i like i wouldn't doubt it Yes. Yeah, I mean, Donna Brazile straight up admitted in her book that they find – yeah, she wouldn't admit to straight up rigging, but she admitted to, to financially rigging the election. They financially rigged the primaries. And we know they rigged, rigged the primaries, but they won't cop to that. But you've got the former head of the DNC saying, hey – the, the primaries were financially rigged. Now in court, in these court cases, the DNC has come forward and said, hey, we're not obligated to not rig the primaries. They're like, we could we could do whatever the fuck we want. They literally in court said, we can pick the candidate however we want. This can, the, the, the election is a show. Like, it's like, you, you can't make this stuff up. But of course, those stories aren't allowed to be covered on the mainstream media. Yeah, it's un unbelievable to me it's unbelievable now this is uh because we got to wrap up and come i you were, we were driving over real quick um have you heard about the gold exodus that's been happening in america have you heard about this lee so check I it out i have not but uh i i you go ahead so on april 19th just passed right the turkish government made a decision to remove all its gold reserves from right. the u.s federal yeah. system that's 220 tons estimated at 25 billion dollars all right. This isn't the first country to do this. All right. Back in uh, 2012, Venezuela took out all their gold. 2014, the Netherlands took out 122 tons. 2017, Germany brought home 300 metric tons. And I mean, it took four years, right? It took four years to get that 300 back. Holy shit. All right. What's crazy about this, the gold's homecoming for Turkey is partly prompted by the U.S. threats to impose sanctions if Turkey goes through and sign the deal with the purchase of Russians S-400 missile defense systems. So they're, we're like, you better not build that. They're like, well, we're going to take our gold out. Like, go, go home. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. So do, what do you, this is the idea. Um, well, and you know why this is so scary to the system is because they don't actually, because of fractional reserve banking and, and, the, and the likes of that yeah. and the stock market, which uh, they don't actually have that much hard currency on hand. Like it's something like four or five trillion dollars of hard currency around where, in fact, the, the, the stock market is estimated at 30 trillion. So if people actually wanted their money, they would be royally fucked. Oh, yeah. that's that's what got Bernie Madoff in trouble when the when the bank, when the whole real estate thing uh, crash and burn, people started asking for their money back, and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 fun yeah, fact, but- the Federal Reserve has never been fully and independently audited, so we don't even know what's inside there. Oh, you're, I, technically you're not allowed to. There's that famous, 
Uh, Green uh, Greenfeld or Green what's his name? The old uh, Greenspan. Greenspan Greenspan talking about how like they don't give a shit who the president is. They yeah, don't they don't have to talk to anybody. While other countries are pulling out their gold from uh, the Federal Reserve, Russia and China are boosting their reserves. So the idea is a prophecy to a future currency war. Oh, it's already there, man. So what do you it's think, Lee? What, where are we looking at in like four years? Uh, yeah, no, it's a good question. But the other thing that's really scaring them in terms of currency is cryptocurrency. They're going to keep trying to crack down on Bitcoin because, you know, you take currencies outside of central uh, outside of the central government banks and and it, it fucking it scares the empire something fierce. Uh, and, and this kind of factors into to what we're talking about on this upcoming Redacted Tonight. I've already started writing it. I'm going to cover how how Wall Street is a Ponzi scheme. And I know that a lot of people just go, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of a Ponzi scheme. Like, no, it's the exact definition <laughs> of a Ponzi scheme. Because, like, for example, Tesla has lost, if you look at headlines, Tesla has lost billions of dollars, something like four or five billion dollars in the past seven years, okay? But their stock has gone from $20 to $380 or something. So how is it that, where is that money coming from if they're losing money? Yeah. Well, because... The, the only way you get that money is by new investors coming in. Yeah. If new investors stop coming in, it all fucking collapses. I mean, dude, look at Snapchat. I mean, Snapchat has not made any money, but it just keeps going. And then you start thinking, oh, if the, if the FBI was be, or the CIA was behind the Facebook, what about Snapchat? What a great way to get everybody's facial recognition by having everybody do dog faces all the time. So they have nothing but yep. hot chick face recognition in their yep. systems and right you know, now. And you, and you know, the Pokemon Go app was was created with the, by NQTEL, that CIA, uh, CIA uh, venture capitalist arm. So, you know, what a good way to, to find out everything people are doing in every location they're, if they're using Pokemon Go. Oh, dude, they also control Pornhub. I'm fucked. Do that? Yeah, they create <laughs> porn up. Now, real quick, I want you to get in what you were talking about, and then no, we'll no, wrap it good. up. Go for it. No, no, no. I want you to bring it in, dude, because it is crazy <laughs> shit. So, uh, Ryan's more into the metaphysics. What I'm like an ex hippie, and Sam's yeah. like an ex like maniac. I just so. like to talk shit, and <laughs> you know, so, I am a maniac. I'll give you that. I'd, I'd be trying to sneak in behind the bouncer's back, and Sam would like talk his way through. I'll just somehow. like let's drive the talk car shit. through the front, yeah. dude. We'll it's, drive. You, the you car. know what? It, you know what it is? It's Coke versus LSD. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. You I respect <laughs> that. I'm cool with that for sure. Um, but you brought up some interesting stuff about the UN, and I'd love for Lee to hear it before we take off. Yeah, the whole idea is uh, public-private partnerships in the UN. So for us conspiracy theorists, that's the UN is owning private land within America, so that that land isn't even American soil. Have you ever heard of this concept? No, if you buy something in America, does it not count as American soil? Well, so the idea is that it's basically making a portion of the UN within America. Uh, this started back in 2014. The idea was first proposed by the owner of Bass Pro Shops. We all know Sam Walton of Wal like Walmart, bastards. right? So this guy, Bass Pro Shops, billionaire. And he's Dude, I was waiting for the Bass Pro Shops conspiracy to happen. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas. So, but he's backed up by Toyota and Shell. These are UN non-governmental organizations with endless money. And so they're the ones that are backing this idea that you're trying to uh, – the whole big thing is advisory committee for public lands so that they could save it, you know, for wildlife, diverse fishing game. But it's owned by the UN, not the United States government. And these is purchased through corporations. Okay. So, and your whole theory is that. So, when people are like conspiracy theorists like us, like they're coming for our guns, it's like they ain't coming for your guns. They're coming for you. Because FEMA camps, like I was telling Sam, I'm like, FEMA camps are real. You can go to them. There are areas in Montana, Wyoming. They're all around. Have you heard of FEMA camps? Of course. Lee? I, I know what they are. I don't know that I buy into every theory about them. Well, 100% that we can be proven is just physical evidence. And FEMA camps have barbed wire fences. Jails. They're old Walmarts, right? Yeah, well, that's, uh, it's here or there. But there's actual FEMA camps that have been 100%. They're there. They're government-owned. They're known. They're on maps. Well, the barbed wire is facing towards inward. That's designed to keep people in. That's what you do at jails. If you're trying to keep people from like like breaking into your FEMA camp, you'd be facing out. Well, I got gotcha. you. So that's like one like red flag. Right. The other thing is these FEMA camps also have incinerators on site, large Shut industrial up. incinerators. The idea is if we broke out in some sort of plague, say like the Spanish uh, flu, 
yeah. killed 50 million you mean in a whatever year? Bill Gates is talking about right now? Yeah, so that's where I'm leading us down the road, Lee. Uh, what is your idea about people that fear that the UN and that they're coming for us? We're I mean, eventually... we saw Alex, I know Alex Jones is a crazy person, but mm-hmm. a broken clock is right twice a day. And he, <laughs> he you know, he, he put out these, there's pictures, you can find them, of UN, giant UN trucks everywhere, you know? And it's just crazy shit, dude. But then you think we have camps all over the world. Why wouldn't anybody come and put camps in our fucking country? Yeah, it's not often you get. I, I don't know. So, so here's here's my 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 take is I I don't I'm not really worried about that stuff because I feel like we live under uh you know what uh, ph- political philosopher Sheldon Wolin called inverted totalitarianism. It's ruled by the anonymous corporate state, and we're already in the jails. We're in the jails of like a corporate system that has most people. I mean, I'm lucky enough to do like what I love with my life, but whatever it is, 70, 60% of America is doing things they fucking hate all day, every day. We're already slaves. Most of us like it's uh, to me. That's the, that's the fucking system. It's not like we have some sort of awesome freedom and they're going to take it away. It's more like, how do we get to a world where we have more freedom uh, to actually do what we want with our lives as opposed to the system now where so many people fucking slave all day, every day doing shit they hate. Now, do you think that the reason that, you know, we're, we're bombing everybody and then you gotta go, how come nobody hits us? And I know we have this really huge military, but is there, is it because we're the purchasing power of the world and nobody wants to fuck with that? Because if you fucking hit us, I mean, look at 9-11 where, like, George Bush had to go, hey, man, just go outside, go shopping, do some shopping, man. We need you to go buy shit. Shit's crumbling, okay? Go buy shit. Like, if they hit us, does that ruin the, 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 the kind of the world market we have where we purchase everything? You know, we never— well, we are— I mean, I think why you're seeing the the bombing and everything right now, it it seems to be increasing is because we are we've been the world's bank and economic engine for a while now. But it's crumbling. It's you know, you it can't sustain for multiple reasons. One one we haven't really talked about is the environment's collapsing. You can't possibly sustain this level of consumerism uh, and and endless uh, buying and exploiting with the resources we have. So so when our our buying power our petrodollar and everything gets questioned such as you know you were talking about the opening i did on redacted tonight and and i know you've talked about it yourself it's like when our dollar is questioned we have to go in there and knock down those societies that are questioning our dollar libya syria iraq it's just again and again it's why we hate north korea you know they they also have had a communist structure uh and and so it's like we've got to keep doing that to try and entrench and continue to hold this like kind of crumbling empire and it's really disgusting because the number of lives that are just thrown in the fucking (laughs) churned up in the machine to be able to sustain this thing is nuts did you see wolf blitzer when he was interviewing uh paul and he's like Oh, so you're against it bombing in Yemen? You know that could cost jobs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Un- that was fucking, fucking believable. Crazy. Unbelievable. Lee Camp, you're a fucking star. I love having you on the show. It's uh, it's a pleasure to watch you work. One more time, can you push your uh, dates out here and where they can get tickets if if you're not sold out yet? Hey man, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm taping May 18th and 19th in Los Angeles. Uh, the the uh, special guest is Jimmy Dore, and you can get those tickets at leecamp.com slash schedule or, or redactedtour.com. Uh, you can check out my show, Redacted Tonight, on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash redacted tonight. And I have a new podcast called Common Censored, uh, where we you know try and talk about all these the same issues. So. Well, I love it, man. You're doing the Lord's work, my friend. As always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, thanks for coming on, and keep fighting the good fight, my friend. Hey, fighting. Take care, everybody. Uh, that was Lee Camp, everybody. That's our show. What another fun show. And we will see you again in a few. Thank you for your support. Give us those five stars, homeboy. Give us those five stars. <laughs>